the USFL gambling podcast week two recap show on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refresher delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to stableduel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL draft props contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. That app is free to download in the app store and Google play store. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. I don't give a damn who you are. It's America, Jack. You know how to play winning high football? Well, well, I know that. Being played in the United States Football League. USFL gambling podcast week two recap show. My name is Colby swinging dead to base dead, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. (laughs) I love me some USFL week two. I think it's even better than week one. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It's only going to get better. The United States Football League is here to stay, folks, and that's why I'm joined by my co-host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. How are you doing, pal? Let me hit you with some music. We I mean, do if this doesn't football. pump you up, what will? Exactly. How about this one? There are those who say that the fun has gone out of football, that it's become too predictable. For them, let me present 30 seconds of football, USFL style. 
the USFL, where football is still a game. Boom! It's still a game, Patty C. And I had a blast this weekend watching all these games. I mean, really. Uh, I mean, there was there was a blowout. But who's my favorite team, Patty C? Coming into it, I declared them months ago. I do. I do declare. You declared the uh, the breakers, your squad. Yes, and break a break a one two. Come on in now, because Slaughter Sundays <laughs> are alive and well. Do not fuck with Slaughter Sundays. I said this on our draft night. I said I don't get taking Shea Patterson number one when Kyle Slaughter has just lit the NFL preseason on fire the pl- the past few years, and he go he gets drafted by a, a coach that recruited him. And I just, it made no sense to me that all these other quarterbacks. Now I thought Jordan Tamo. Okay. I'd understand that one. Cause he'd had success at a spring league, uh, but I still thought Kyle Slaughter's and, and was the best quarterback in the league and 25 of 39, 266 I mean, throwing yards, the ball yeah. around, uh, you knew, uh, <laughs> Fedora, God, Larry Fedora. Like, yeah. Fedora was going to be chucking the rock around and, yeah. and I mean, 266 yards is in this league. That's like throwing for 500. And that's what I love about this league. Honestly, I mean, that's to me, I mean, getting away from Slaughter, we'll talk more about him in a second, but I love how defense is relevant again. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, how many pick sixes? It figured out a little bit here, but the defense is still much more relevant than the NFL. Well, well I mean, the Bandits scored three points. Yeah. This week. <laughs> And that's an offense that I think, and that's another thing is the college coaches continue to shine over the pro coaches Fedora just putting it on them. Um, and and I, I, I like you look at the stallions gamblers and you say, well, this score is 33, 28, the over cashed. They had two pick sixes in that game. Yeah. So uh, the, the defense is scoring there. So I, I don't know that the offense is exploding yet. And I think this is great. And it's more entertaining to see the defense be relevant. A hundred percent defense man. score. A hundred percent. Like this reminds me of football in our in while we were growing up. The yeah, defense. Just imagine actually, if yeah. there were fans in the stands, which hopefully at some point when these teams go to their respective home cities, we'll see more of. That drives um, me crazy. The people on Twitter that say like you should have done it. It's it just I mean I I mention this every fucking episode. Yeah. They were battling oh, first off with cost, but they also were planning this thing while COVID was happening. Yeah. Uh, w- <laughs> little detail there. Look, the whole world was shut down. Let me explain to you while COVID was happening. I live in California. I had to drive or, I mean, I went to Las Vegas with my wife. I went to, or went to where the sports getting podcast. I also went to Arizona. I also went to Oklahoma. I, al- I went all around the fucking country and every state there were different mandates. Yeah. Ma- which makes it incredibly hard to start a league when you have no idea if the fans are even going to be able to fucking show up. So why not play it in one spot? Like I, mean, they- it, I saw, look to me, it's over. It's over. But as apparently going, uh, growing in the Philadelphia area as of a week ago, you know, uh, the COVID and you just never know when someone's just going to decide, Hey, we need to shut, shut things down. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've seen crazy politics with this too. Like this was the only thing they could do. Now, yes, does it fit their cost uh, budget? Does that help with all that? Sure, but you're foolish to think. I mean, look why at the XFL. You st- what yes, happened to the XFL? Exactly. Why would you start up a league not knowing this thing surged back this December? What was it yeah. with the with the Omnicrom shit? Like, 
What, this <laughs> Omnicrom. I don't know what the fuck it's called, right? And <laughs> and the, the, is that the where the Hawks play with Dominique Wilkins? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's uh, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Some shit like that. Um, what what was <laughs> what was that shit called again? The Delta the variant. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the very Delta Force, uh, uh, Delta Omicron, Force Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck if I know. All right, we know that uh, that the point is is that dude in California, you couldn't go outside without giving shit. I took my dog to piss, and I had someone with with a microphone giving me shit at <laughs> seven in the morning because I didn't wear a mask to take my dog to piss. On, All right. On your front yard. Um, yes. I mean, this is on, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're trying to plan a team. I, I get it. There's no California team, but trust me in New Jersey, the, the, it was a little different. You know what I mean? Like different States uh, would have been, it would have been a mess. It would have been an absolute mess. And the Delta crown would have been, would have been a real factor. Patty C the Delta crown has got to be a Seagull flick, right? It should. The Del- Delta force. Delta what did crumb. I say? Omnicrom. What was it? I can't even fucking remember. Anyway, it was a great week of USFL football. Panthers scored six points. Jeff Fisher's offense is looking really good. Jay Patterson was the first pick in the past or first pick in the draft. Patty C. Uh, yeah, yeah. How many? Uh, let's check that box score. He was good for he salvaged forty-eight uh, percent completion percentage and uh, one hundred twenty-four yards. He threw for no like touchdowns. eighty on the final drive. <laughs> he threw for eight, like he was he was he had like thirty-one yards passing until the final drive. They had issues all day. That offensive line has yeah. been getting that, destroyed. This is why I say that it is such horseshit that college coaches can't make it in the NFL. We're seeing college coaches against the NFL giving a fair shake. I honestly think Urban Meyer was kind of railroaded from the get go. I don't want to go down that road too hard, but like, I feel like if you had given him some time, he would have been fine and a fair shake. But all that to say, uh, yeah, Jeff Fisher. I mean, Panthers. Let's let's take a look at these standings here. Uh, Mauler's zero and two. With a uh, twenty-six to forty-seven point differential, Panthers zero and two with the twenty or eighteen to twenty-seven. So Mauler's still probably the worst team in the league, but Panthers the worst offense in the league for sure. And by the way, they play <laughs> oh, this Sunday. The O must go this Sunday. The O must go, Maulers. Actually, the ballers looked a lot better too, but Jeff Fisher, I mean, that offense looks fucking bad and, and it's really the offensive line. The offensive line can't block anybody. And also Patterson and Paxton Lynch together. It's mostly been all Patterson, but they look like shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, I, what, what was your big takeaway? I mean, we, I, I, I'm going through some of the scores here. The game of the 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 weekend, I think, was probably Stallions Gamblers, but Mauler Stars was pretty good too. Saturday was a great day. I mean, really, all these games have been close except for Breakers Bandits. Let me see. Yeah, Generals Panthers, low scoring. I loved it. Uh, still entertaining, but you know, six to ten. I think only three hundred thousand people watched that one, which the numbers weren't great on that. But that was the USA Network on a Friday night, not traditionally a, a place known to catch a football game. Gotcha. Do um, we get a Saturday or Sunday's uh, ratings? Yet? I believe they come out tomorrow, so we don't know those. But uh, those were on major network. Uh, well, one of them was on 
the the morning game was on Fox. The uh, the night one was on FS1. You got to figure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, and then the Sunday one was on NBC. So so we'll we'll get those numbers uh, over the next couple of days. But yeah, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say you got to figure Stallions gamblers uh, could be a preview of the South's playoff uh, semifinal because I guess what two out of the four teams from each division end up going to Canton and then the winners go to the championship game. I would assume that it's going to be the stallions and the uh, gamblers re rematching. Um, God knows how many times they play per season. I haven't, I haven't really honestly done a, a great breakdown on the whole schedule yet. We need to do that next season. Uh, predict yeah. every week of the season. How yeah. it's going to turn out. I mean, I certainly we didn't know the rosters. I mean, it was really hard. Me and Nick did an episode on it, but it was really hard to fork, like to talk about anything. Cause we didn't even know like your team tendencies, your team, you know, uh, but it, interesting for this upcoming week. And I still will rattle off some of these scores here, but uh, for this upcoming week, uh, we have two games on Saturday and two on Sunday, but the two on Sunday are on USA and Peacock. So I don't expect those numbers to be great on Sunday. Saturday, both are on Fox. That's the bandits and the gamblers. And then the, the, the primetime game stallions, breakers, both teams undefeated. How about skip Holtz, man? Uh, doing it. I mean, the, the, the college coaches in general, they wouldn't even have a loss probably if they didn't have to face one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the gamblers. So someone's looked apart. Skip Holtz has looked apart. In my opinion, Mike Riley's looked apart. And Larry Fedora is undefeated as well. So it's like the college coaches showed up. NFL coaches. The the last two undefeated teams in the league playing this Saturday. Yes, Saturday night. Prime time. Prime time, buddy. Are you are you are you ready for that one or what? I am definitely ready for that one. And I'm I'm guessing you're all over the breakers on this one, huh? I am, but I do think I, I mean look, I mentioned this opening week on the Sports Gambling Podcast show. I said Jamar Smith. Now I, I didn't know that Magoo was Magoo was gonna get injured, but I thought there's I was like, we gotta be able to see Jamar Smith. He played in Skip Holtz's offense for four years in college, or five years if you red shirt if you count the red shirt year. So, you know It's easy to see a tide turn. It just made sense that he would be able to succeed in this thing. And when you look at the the breakers, well, Kyle Sloter was recruited by Larry Fedora, so familiarity is pl- paying off. The and, and, and the, Brian Scott in Philadelphia, uh, yeah, and he's playing Bart Andrus's offense in the in the spring league, so for like four years straight, right? Yeah, and, and, and he's leading the league in passing. Well, and when you look at it, they almost beat the breakers. That was like I actually think those are your three best teams. Yeah, well, gamblers I mean, have quarterback issues with Clayton Thorson and Kenji Bahar, who who got injured over the weekend. I don't know that he's even going to be on the roster this week. Um, gamblers' defense is legit, but Clayton Clayton Thorson can we officially call him a lawn chair? <laughs> I think he's on the list. He is a full on lawn chair uh, quarterback, and uh, the Maulers, Josh Love. Now that's an interesting one to me. The Maulers looked better offensively. Where I actually think they've shown life, whereas like the Panthers, <laughs> I don't know. They might be the worst team in the league. How does your team with the first pick of the draft <laughs> just be this bad? That bad? Are that's you that bad question. at evaluating talent? I mean, that's crazy too. You took Shea Patterson, which you know I, I liked him when he was transferring into Michigan from Ole Miss, but over I could have told you Brian Scott, Tamu, and. Uh, and Sloter were like three. I well, thought home look, run. This is the uh, inaugural 
uh, season for this league. Uh, Shea Patterson, probably one of the better known names playing at, you know, Michigan, one of the better known colleges in college football. And it's a hometown play. Yeah. I think we all saw that, you know, there's some question marks there. I think Shea Patterson has some athleticism and upside. He had a great arm at Ole Miss, but yeah, I mean, he's also, I mean, there's, he's, there are a lot of quarterbacks, like little short quarterbacks like that, whether it be Baker Mayfield or uh, uh, Johnny or Johnny football that, you know, they don't necessarily pan out when, when it's game time, they and make some nice plays, but they're not always, they're not going to pick you apart constantly. But Shea Patterson, man. I mean, he looks like the worst starting quarterback in the league, perhaps Better Could luck be. next year. Could, I mean, <laughs> I'll um, say this, uh, the other quarterbacks having that much of an advantage from a, a, a continuity standpoint with their, their, with their coach is massive. I mean, Shea Patterson had three weeks to prepare, but to, same with Josh love. I mean, Josh love wasn't in an offense, you know, like, some of these guys, like now, it's not all Patterson's fault. That offensive line looks horrible for the Michigan Panthers. Um, I just think they're a f- extremely flawed team. I mean, we will see if Fisher can coach them up week by week because we're only in week two. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise no. me knowing that the Gamblers and 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 Breakers play this week. If one of them has to, I mean, I'm sorry, not the Gamblers and the Breakers, Stallions and the Breakers. One of them has to lose. The other must. Uh, the other O must go on that one. Yeah. And, and to me, like, that's going to just kind of open things up for, you're going to know the clear cut one, number one team. And then after that, it's going to be, you know, anyone's, anyone's game for the most part, the exception of the team that loses that Mauler's Panthers game. So I don't know. What, what do you make of the play this far? Like this, this far into this, into week two? Uh, it's good. I mean, th- there's definitely, you know, it's not super elite. It, it's clear that, you know, they have, they haven't had much of a, a chance to gel, but they're getting better. Um, I do think we're going to see the offenses pick it up here in the coming weeks. I think just finding players, you mentioned the Maulers getting, looking a little better offensively. Uh, Groshek got free a little bit. I think Madre London added a nice uh, second one, two punch there. And so that offense could open up. Obviously, apparently their whole uh, uh, playbook was running plays, but you know, maybe they get a little more comfortable with love and they become a factor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I think, uh, I mean, I love the kickers bitching about the ball and then they fix the ball and they still suck. (laughs) This is a classic example. And I, I, you know, shout out. Everyone's going to hate me on this. Never listen to the players. They bitch no matter what. All right. I mean, passes (laughs) were still flying over receivers heads last week. It's not the ball. Yeah. It's not the ball. It's just Clayton Thorson's arm. All right. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, let's, let's, let's sit there and uh, here, let's do a, uh, let's go. Shout out to uh, Jerry Glanville's pigskin foot brawl. If you know, you know, but uh, let's, let's get into uh power early uh, MVP conversation here. It's gotta be Sloter. Sloter Sundays are a real thing. So far, so good. As long as they're, uh, you know, he's number two passing in the league, and they're the best team in the league. It's, it seems like a gimme. That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, I was ready for that early in the year. I said that first episode. All right, well, Brian uh, Scott is lighting up. Plus, he's so, so swaggy with that visor. That's a great game on Sunday night on Peacock. General Stars. I actually think, and and I'm going to get to it here with my power rankings, Patty. Little C. regional matchup there. I got my power rankings as this. Philly Jersey. Gotta love it. What do you got? My number one team in the league is the breakers. A I'm a fan. 
but I also knew this was coming. The breakers are the best team in the league. They beat the stallions. Even though the stallions will have that home crowd Saturday night, five o'clock on, on the West eight on the East. They're going to get that done. There it um, is. That's my one. Obviously right now you got to have the stallions too, or you got to have the other undefeated team at two. So I got uh, my boy, skip Holtz uh, at number two and at number three. So then you got a bunch of one and one teams. Yeah. I actually believe the Philadelphia stars are the third best team in the league, right? They yep. played the breakers better than, than, than uh, the bandits did by far. Um, so I'm going to put the stars and Bart Andrus in that sweet ass haircut at, uh, <laughs> at number three At number four though, which I think this is going to be really, I got the generals dude. The generals are a good team. I just feel like they got to put it together. They use the two quarterbacks a little Over bit too much for me. I do because they have two quarterbacks. Deandre Johnson and Luis Perez are better than any of the gamblers quarterbacks. I think you, you have a better chance saying the bandits, but I still think the generals are better than the bandits too. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely solid. And that defense was, was tough. Hold Michigan to six points. Uh, gamblers defense got a little exposed in week two. Um, I, I like the gamblers running back. That kid, Mark Thompson's a baller, but um, I'm going to take gamblers number three, because I think they have more upside than the generals. Really? See a little more. Well, no, I, I have the stars at three generals oh, at stars. four. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe because uh, Brian Scott's got that offense going so much. I'll agree with you there. Probably stars three. I'm going to put gamblers four. you got generals four. well, and get this at five. I got the bandits at six. I have the, the gamblers. Oh, you son of a gun. You're I just don't think that offense is very good. You're right. The quarterback position is too much of a question mark at seven. I have the Pittsburgh Maulers and at eight, I got the Michigan Panthers. You can't win. <laughs> I mean, both those teams. Actually, I should play it you twice. Can't win. Um, I, I, I mean, we're, we're, someone's going to win this week, but uh, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's the charity game. Someone's got to win. Yeah, I mean, both teams struggle with quarterback, but Josh Love making me believe that the Maulers are better than the Panthers because the Panthers' quarterback play. Oh my God, the quarterback is toast. Um, uh, so you got? Are you predicting based on these rankings then? Uh, and it sounds like you are that these are going to be the matchups in the playoffs, the stallions versus the breakers and the generals versus the stars. I do. I do. And I think unfortunately yet. Yeah, okay. The South is still very interesting. Cause if let's, it, I got the breakers beating the stallions probably on Saturday. I see that line's already out though, but we'll yeah. get to those. Listen to the pick show later in the week Um, in the DFS. Orleans, show. Uh, oh yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll hold on to that. Yeah. But uh but what I, I let's let's say the breakers beat the stallions. Stallions will be two and one. Well, someone's winning that bandits gamblers game, right? Yeah. So there there there's going to be a tie. Yep. And they yep. so that that second spot is yeah, up, for, up grabs for grabs at that point. And you could really say that, I mean stars and generals, the team that loses, Mauler's Panthers got to win. One of them's got to win a game, so they're going to be right in the mix. That's a, that, that it makes it makes that Mauler's Panthers game fucking gigantic to tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many games that you can in a in a 10 game season that you can lose, you know, and stay in the race. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um I mean, fortunately for these teams, half the teams in the league are making the playoffs. So, I don't know that any are going to fall too far out of the race, which is is kind of fun for year 1. Yeah. You know. 
They should, uh, you know, expand and, you know, I, we've already talked about this, but Washington uh, federals need to get in there and uh, a few other teams too. Yeah, Gunslingers, gun showboats. Um, but uh, what's the game that you're most, are you, is the stallions breakers, the clear cut one that you want to watch next week? Well, in terms of, yeah, watching quality football and you know, you're, you're saying Slaughter, uh do we think, do we think any of these guys at this point are, are going to get a look at the, from the pros uh, based on their performance here? I feel like Slaughter would be, <laughs> I would just assume Slaughter, dude. I mean, I, I got to pull up a list of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, I would be hard pressed to believe that that there's, there's quarterbacks on it. Like he is better than, I don't care who you mention here. Okay. Let's go through. Uh, well, this is all starting quarterbacks. I even shit. I mean, you could probably make a case. You could start on, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a ridiculous statement, but um, okay. I mean, who's, who's the backup? I mean, is Kyle Slaughter or Taylor or I mean, or, or uh, not Taylor Martinez. Taylor Heineke. Yes. Heineke. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a big gap there? I mean, there wasn't in college and there wasn't Heineke was in the XFL as a backup. He, he didn't even start. He was behind Jordan Tamu on this, on the St. Louis battle Hawks. It's true. And, and, and Heineke has fought an uphill battle getting that quarterback spot, but he was just, you couldn't deny that he was the best quarterback on that roster, you know, which isn't necessary. I, I, I like Heineke, but uh, you know, it's to what you're saying. There's just not necessarily amazing quarterback play throughout the NFL. I, I am pulling up the depth charts right now. So right now, Matt Barkley is the third string quarterback on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, he's a launcher. He, he's. A I would take Kyle launcher. Slaughter over Matt Barkley. I'm sorry, yeah. he's proven it in preseason with the NFL. I, I mean, Mason Rudolph. Do you think Mason Rudolph is just flat out better than Kyle Slaughter? No, I don't either. I would like. It's just luck. A lot of that shit is luck, man. And measurables, Mason Rudolph's what six five. He's got. He's basically a poor man's Daniel Jones. And then they they don't want to put these. uh, It's a business. They don't want to put like a scrappy quarterback in there. Yeah. They want to project themselves as like a pro pro team, you know. But it's like no, this guy's actually better at football. And you've seen it, whether it's Heineke or whether it's Josh Johnson or or Tamu or or Garrett Gilbert. They've all been on NFL rosters. I think three of the four are on NFL rosters right now. But I mean, I can go on and on and on 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 like uh, quarterbacks that I think you could argue, like Jacob Eason. Do you think Jacob Eason is better than Kyle Slaughter? I don't. Yeah, probably not. I, I think you can do this for. I mean, Jacob Eason was barely ever the best quarterback on his own team in college. I'm saying Kevin Hogan. I'm not buying that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think you could, I mean, you could make a case for a lot of these guys. Definitely. It's definitely. just an opportunity. Anyway, game you're looking forward to most uh, you said was, uh, is that the, the elephant in the room? The obvious one? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely Birmingham and new Orleans. Uh, and you know, I, I'll have to grow a little more accustomed to Birmingham, but I, I assume you're going to get a pretty good crowd there for this one too. Hopefully. Yeah. So that'll be nice at five o'clock primetime spot. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I'm going to be that guy, man. I was in San Diego yesterday and I was that guy putting, asking for the game to be on bartender. Yeah, I did headed. it too. I got, I caught a little friction, you know, the bartenders. I don't know. I feel like people aren't quite warmed up to the idea of spring football yet. It, people it's, are it's haters, their man. rhythm. 
So there's so much hate on these leagues because it's so funny to, to scroll through the tweets and you see like, you know, people that just it, for no reason blasting the fucking league. They're so stupid to well, me. They just don't want to like, uh, they don't want to associate and put their, put their name on the line and put the effort into uh, being part of a startup. They want to be part of something that's already a winner. You yeah. Know? But, but they're but little they, bitches and they act like, I got into it with some guys on Twitter. They act like the NFL never had attendance problems. Right. So yeah. I compared it to, I was like, dude, the NFL for like decades struggled, you know what I mean? With attendance. Yeah. And I mean, the when, when the league for started the for sure. time was college football's bitch. Yeah. The NFL was irru- like very secondary to the college football game. It's a it, complete recency bias. They don't even, I mean, shit, five years ago in the Coliseum, the Rams had like I mean, they had better numbers than, than the fucking, the, the USFL games, but it, it still looked like, you know, uh, a fourth of the crowd that could fit the Coliseum was oh, watching shit. the Rams. Look at any Redskins game. Yeah. The, 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 you're like the, the Rams pathetic. Most of the time we went to a few of their games. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe 40% full. That, but and, and that's a league that's been around for a hundred years, yeah. <laughs> 95 and a, and years a team that's, you know, coming home to its new city for the first time. You figure there'd be tons of excitement. Nope, yeah, the 40%. Jacksonville Jaguars, they put in uh, hot tubs to, as a marketing ploy because no one goes to their games. <laughs> All right. Now, yes, okay, for every one of those, there's the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs that have great fans and whatever. We can go on and on and on. But once again, if you study any league and especially their first decade or, you know, which the USFL currently in, even if you count the 80s years, um, then the, 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 they struggle. You struggle to fill seats. That is the reality. That is the reality. So stop being such little ass haters, haters out there. Bitches is the better word. I yes. Think, anyway. Yes. I completely agree. All right. Well, look, we wanted to recap this later in the week. Uh, we have our DFS show. I did not win a thousand dollars this week with my DFS lineup, <laughs> unfortunately, but next week I feel like I got something. You brewing. put five dollars for that a thousand, so I think you could hit it. Do that about what? Uh, yeah, two hundred times, and uh, <laughs> you still be making out okay. And shout out to Jonathan Adams. What a fucking catch! Now I did play him. I just didn't. I I made the mistake of playing Luis Perez at quarterback. Thought he might bounce back. Uh, the Generals' offense didn't do much. They 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 got it done, but they uh, they they didn't do much. So they didn't do diddly poo. Exactly. Uh, so subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. We got the DFS show in our picks uh, episode. I did. I was fire on the picks. Patty C killed it. Three and one, three uh, and one, three and one, and three and one on the over unders. Boom. Nice. So, so all together, six and two. That's why you listen to the USFL gambling podcast. Subscribe. Tell a friend it is here to stay. Uh, and yeah, remember to subscribe to the college football experience. We're just breaking down everything. We talk college football year round over there. Also subscribe to the college basketball experience. Subscribe to the sports gambling podcast, NFL draft. We just did an NFL draft episode. My mock drafts over there at sports podcast.com. Get that SGPN app. It's free in the app store and Google play store. And you can find USFL gambling, the USFL gambling podcast on Twitter at USFL gambling. And uh, shout out to Patty C. You can find him on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one big supporter of the Omnicrom. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Colby D and uh, yeah, at, at USFL gambling, follow that too. check out the Slack channel. That's I swear to you. The Slack channel is talking the most USFL. I feel like more than anywhere else that I've seen. So Slack channel sports gambling podcast, you'll enjoy it. Um, hopefully 
Hopefully Elon Musk get on buys, in there, buys chop it up. <laughs> Hopefully Elon Musk buys the spring football league soon. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get in there, chop it up. Let's have some fun. We got some great games going on this weekend and uh, we're going to have you covered for them. All right, folks, this is the USFL gambling podcast week two reaction show. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Run and shoot.